Welcome into the Fantasy Whispers podcast. We are the best kept secret in fantasy football. We keep that week one feeling going all year long. I'm your boy, Big Travi, here today. You can find me on Twitter at Big Travi TFW. And today I'm going to be going through the week four waiver wire ads. As you know, it's Tuesday. It's that waiver day. We got to get those things handled. Uh, and we've got a week three that kind of left us questioning everything. But so it is each and every year. We got to go back to the waiver, fortify our roster, deal with injuries, um, and figure everything out. But that's why you listen to us. We've got it covered. We got a, a list of guys we'll get into today. But before I do, I wanted to let you know that support for our show is brought to you by our patrons. And you can join that supportive community over at patreon.com forward slash the fantasy whispers. Not only are you going to help us continue to chase the dream, but you'll be entered into an awesome giveaway every single month by doing so. And this month's giveaway, September's giveaway, we just gave away a Joe Burry rookie card, uh, ISA 10, to one of our patrons, John Durst. So congratulations, Durst. And you guys got to get on over to patreon.com forward slash the fantasy whispers. Get signed up today. You can be entered into October's giveaway, which I've got a feeling. It's going to be pretty, pretty good. Okay. Uh, So like I said, we're going to be talking about the top waiver wire ads for week four. The waiver wire is where our playoff runs can be solidified. Our rosters can be bolstered. Your team can really make that difference in the win-loss column. Um, You know, it's not just the draft. I talk about the three pillars of fantasy, um, especially in redraft, is your draft, the waiver wires, and trades. Um, So not only this show, but tomorrow's show will be a buy and sell show now that we've got three weeks of data, three weeks of things in. So stay tuned for that. Uh, But the guys we're going to talk about today, they're going to be rostered in less than 50% of sleeper leagues or 50%. Um, I'm going to rank these in positional scarcity order um, and importance. So we're going to start with running backs, go to wide receivers, go to tight ends, and then go to quarterbacks. But within each category, the the ranking in which I list them, you know, the order in which I list them, that's going to be the order I would prioritize them on your waiver wire. So without further ado, let's get into it. Khalil Herbert, he's rostered in 48% of sleeper leagues, had a monster day with Monty out with that ankle injury, 169 total yards, two touchdowns. Um, And as I said in yesterday's pod, he's already the RB5 in in most formats. Um, We know that Monty is now day-to-day. It seems to be a knee and ankle injury, but this team knows that they can just rely on Herbert, so they may not rush Monty back. Um, and he's just becoming one of the best one-for-one handcuffs in the league right now. Not to mention, we've already seen this last year when he came in and did things uh, for your roster as well. And remember, this is a brand-new regime, brand-new coach, brand-new GM. And although we like David Montgomery, doesn't mean the Chicago Bears will. And Herbert looks better than Montgomery in a lot of metrics that we look at it for runners. So it could be something where he just comes in and takes the job. And it doesn't mean that when Montgomery comes back, he would just go to the bench, but it does mean that Herbert could be more than just a a rental. The rest of the running backs, at least uh, underneath the 50% threshold, are a little bit um, just contingency plays, starting with Jarek McKinnon, rostered in 13% of sleeper leagues. Look, he had a 53% snap share in week three. He tied CEH with running back carries um, in in last week against the Colts with seven. Nobody really got it going on the ground, but again, they they trust McKinnon. If you look at the playoff stretch last year, he was out snapping um, CEH there. I do think this is more of a committee 
committee-based with CEH kind of being the best touchdown upside each and every week. But McKinnon, we've seen, can get in the end zone as well. J.D. McKissick, this is going to be more of a PPR play, but he's rostered in 40% of sleeper leagues. He has 10-plus PPR points in back-to-back weeks, seven targets in week two, nine in week three, and he's got about 50% snap share in both of those weeks, back-to-back weeks with six or more catches. So we like what we're seeing out of McKissick continuing to, to kind of fill that role that he has for them over in Washington. Justice Hill, only rostered in 1% of sleeper leagues. He's got back-to-back weeks with over 36% of the snaps. Um, It looks like Kenyon Drake has been relegated to the bench. Mike Davis, uh, no show. We've got J.K. Dobbins returning last week. But Justice Hill had 60 yards on only 60 rushes last week, and now that's his second straight week averaging over five yards per carry. His Achilles injury looks to be behind him, and he's got a little bit of juice this year. So I think he's a good stash uh, if Dobbins is slow to recover or, God forbid, re-injures. Craig Reynolds, this is more of a stash here, 0% of sleeper leagues. We've got Swift looking to miss some time, maybe three weeks here because of the way the bye sets up for the Lions. Reynolds should be the number two behind Jamal Williams, and he's already seeing about 16% snap share as the number three back um, with Swift dealing with the injury. We've seen Reynolds get in this offense before, and he was kind of a guy that was impressive in in the hard knocks film. Um, I still think it's Jamal Williams' backfield. Look, Jamal Williams is rostered obviously over 50%, but if he's out there, go snag him now. Um, But Craig Reynolds is a good backup as well. Moving on to the wide receivers, Russell Gage is my top wide receiver this week. He's rostered in 50% just at the threshold of sleeper leagues. He caught a career high, 12 catches in week three, had a low A dot, of course, but his snap share increased every week, and now it's up to 80%. He is dealing with his own injuries, but he seems to be the healthiest of the starting wide receivers. And if Julio has a knee injury that's going to keep him out, I mean, I know Bowles said that he could play, but we're looking at a PCL tear apparently, and that's just something that could linger or even cause you know, further injury. So for me, Gage is a nice stash even going forward if we get Godwin and, and obviously Mike Evans back from the suspension. But you know, God, Gage is going to play a contingency role in this offense that any given week should injuries pile up, he could be a guy that you plug and play as a flex play wide receiver four, um, maybe with some upside as well. Speaking of upside, Romeo Dubs, he's rostered at 40% of sleeper leagues. Look, with Watkins and Cobb out, he saw 89% of the snaps. He caught eight of his eight targets, um, 73 yards and a score on just a beautiful play. He also had a play that could have gone for more. Um, Had he just broken uh, one tackle, he was pretty much gone free for a touchdown. But he looks like the best bet for maybe consistency out of the offense of these younger wide receivers that are playing with Rodgers. And he's got some upside here as a guy that caught a ton of balls in in college, um, looked reliable, looked fun in the preseason, could be a deep route guy too, just uh, if he starts to develop more chemistry with Rodgers. And eight for eight is a good way to get Rodgers' trust as he did against Tampa in that win. Zay Jones, man, uh, just continues to uh, prove the doubters wrong. Rostered in 14% of sleeper leagues. He went 10 of 11 for 85 yards and a touchdown in week three. He led the team in targets in week three. Lawrence is now averaging 37 passing attempts a game, so the volume is there. And if you look at Zay Jones, now he's got nine uh, or more targets in two of three weeks. I think this team is actually quietly going to be one of those fantasy gold mines. We're talking – Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, Evan Ingram, um, and of course the back. So I think Zay Jones is a guy we should be looking at, especially he's got 
he's got touchdown upside. I think he's a red zone threat for this offense. Isaiah McKenzie, 35% roster ship uh, in sleeper league, seven of nine last week for 76 yards and a touchdown. That was his first game over 50% snaps all season. The upside is just there in the Buffalo offense. He's still splitting some time. You know, 50% snap isn't isn't great for our wide receivers because he's still sharing some time with Jamison Crowder. But Davis dinged up. Kumaro got a little dinged up. This offense, um, if anybody takes – a page out of Miami's playbook and starts to play, you know, Stefan Diggs bracketed and Davis is still a little bit gimpy. McKenzie could soak up co- targets underneath. And we've seen what Cole Beasley was able to do in this offense. And McKenzie is a better athlete than Be- Beasley. So he's got a little bit more upside, just needs to play more snaps than Crowder, kind of put Crowder to the bench. But right now they're kind of eating into each other. He's a decent stash. KJ Osborne, uh, this is another contingency play. He's rostered in 18% of sleeper leagues, but he's got back-to-back weeks with 75% or more of the snaps, and he went 5 of 8 for 73 yards and a touchdown against Detroit. Um, Minnesota's probably going to find themselves in some more shootouts. Their secondary is really not that great. Um, And if teams are going to put so much attention on our guy Justin Jefferson. That you know, if 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 you can be confident in the bracketing against Justin Jefferson, I think that Osborne can kind of emerge a little bit. Now it might be hard to start him each and every week, but he does have contingency. Should something happen to Adam Thielen, should something happen to Justin Jefferson, God forbid, Osborne could potentially be one of those blow up guys. Greg the Torch Dorch, or as we called him in the chat the other day, the Bic Lighter. Uh, Dorch has 13 or more PPR fantasy points in every game this season. Look, he might be the most consistent guy we're going to talk about in these waiver-wide receivers today. Nine or more targets in two or three games. No game under 55 receiving yards. He's just got a very low dot. He's not exciting, but he is a safety net for Kyler and the struggling offense. I think what this really says more than anything is if he got the extra bench spot, I know we might be a couple weeks away, but stash Rondell Moore, only 34% owned in sleeper leagues, same percentage as Dorch. And I think Moore is going to come right into this D, uh, this Greg Dorch role, which, again, nine or more targets in two of the three games and no, no game under 55 receiving yards. We know that Moore is a better athlete. Can he solidify that role? That is what we will uh, need to see. Mac Hollins, who is rostered in 3% of sleeper leagues. Look, he currently is leading the Raiders in receiving yards. He went from 87 snap share to 97 with Renfro out. So viable when uh, even with healthy Renfro in the lineup, but eight targets in week two, 10 in week three with 158 yards. He's kind of that guy who beat out Brian uh, Edwards in this offense. He's going to be volatile, especially with Renfo back, but this team is bad and they are going to have to throw in a lot of games. Devontae Parker finds himself at the bottom of the waiver list. He'd be a lot higher if I wasn't worried about Mac Jones' ankle and how that kind of downgrades the Patriots' offense. Um, But he's rostered in 31% of sleeper leagues. He went 5 of 10 for 156 yards in the game without Jacoby Myers. If Jacoby gets back, that kind of dampers Devontae's outlook. Brian Hoyer would obviously damper his outlook. But he's got two uh, games with 97 or more percent of the team snaps, so he is getting more and more involved before i give you the rest of this week's waiver wire ads i wanted to tell you about our friends over at underdog fantasy 
I'm sure you heard about them in best ball drafts this summer, but that's not the only way to have fun and win money through underdog. Um, with player prop bets, pick them, and rival bet slips, you can cash in on all the NFL action on Mondays, Thursdays, and Sundays. Just go to Underdog Fantasy or download the app from the App Store and use the promo code TFW for up to $100 in match deposit money. That's free money. $100, bucks. they will match it all the way up to $100 when you use the promo code TFW over at underdogfantasy.com or downloading the Underdog Fantasy app. All right, moving on to tight ends. Tyler Conklin's my number one tight end ad this week. He, uh, he's rostered in 30% of sleeper leagues. He's currently the tight end four in PPR fantasy points, seven or more targets in every game this season, 90% of the snap share. The only thing here is we're switching to Zach Wilson. Um, so be very wary of your Jets, including Conklin, but I think Conklin is a guy that interested us when he was over in Minnesota. He's becoming the guy over there in uh, the Jets' offense as the tight end, so I think you could do a lot worse than a consistent guy uh, You know, gaining those targets over in New York. Not as consistent, but way more exciting. David Njoku at 37% roster ship in sleeper leagues. He's back on the streaming radar, baby. Nine of 10 uh, targets for 89 yards and a touchdown on Thursday night football. I know sometimes when we, you know, that Thursday night game, you forget what happened, but he was awesome. Increased his targets, catches, and yardage in each week of this season. So it looks like they're ramping him up. Brissett's getting a little bit more comfortable. And this Browns offense actually moving the ball surprisingly um, a little bit this year. So I don't mind Njoku, even over Conklin. I put Conklin there for the security of the position, but Njoku has some big upside. Evan Ingram, our last tight end, he's rostered in 24% of sleeper leagues. We talked about that Jaguars offense, but Evan Ingram had a slow day. You might be able to pick him up for cheap because he went up against Derwin James last week, but still saw 76, 76% of a uh, of the snap share on this Jaguars offense. He also almost had a touchdown. They, they reversed it because he was out of bounds. Um, he, he saw that 76% of the snap last week. That was his highest of the season. And he now, now has zero drops so far um, in 2022. And we know that's been an issue for him in the past. So looking like good things for Evan Ingram and that signing over there in Jacksonville. Cameron Brait, um, he saw a snap share rise all the way up to 89% in week three. Now we're going to get Mike Evans back. We're probably going to get Goblin back sooner than later, and we'll see with Julio Jones. But we know Brady loves his tight ends. If Brait can show consistency, Brady could make him streamable depending on the matchups, With especially with all those uh, depleted weapons. It means the ball got to go somewhere, and I think Brait, if we see another game where the injury report mirrors last week, uh, Brait could be a decent streamer for you. Moving on to the quarterbacks, Trevor Lawrence, man, back-to-back uh, -back games with two or more touchdowns. In fact, he's got five touchdowns and no picks over the last two weeks. He seems to be clicking in this Doug Peterson offense. They just had an awesome momentum riding win against the Chargers last week. I mean, they dominated the Chargers, and, and a lot of that was on Trevor Lawrence just looking very efficient, looking very concise and very confident. So Lawrence would be a guy I'd be interested in. If you got a struggling Russ on your team, um, if you're looking to stream each and every week, you lost Dak Prescott. Trevor Lawrence is a guy, um, Trey Lance, if you lost Trey Lance, Trevor Lawrence is a guy I'd be very interested in.
Jared Goff, 46% roster percentage. He's not really hitting the ceiling we thought in this offense, even though they're putting up points, but he's averaging 37 pass attempts per game um, in that Lions aggressive offense, over 256 yards in back-to-back games, seven touchdowns to only two picks on the year. And we're going to get Seattle's defense next, who you know uh, the Falcons kind of had their way with last week. Marcus Mariota, he's rostered in 33% of sleeper leagues, um, 14 or more points. Um, he's more of a QB2 here. Um, yeah, he's got those 14 or more P, uh, points in four-point touchdown leagues, and he's averaging at least six rushing attempts per game. He started out the year uh, in week one with a lot of rushing. You'd like to see him get back there, but he did get like a rushing touchdown last week. Like He's got that upside to be like a, a watered-down Konami code. Well, that doesn't remember if you don't hear a name, that's because they were rostered uh, in over 50% of sleeper leagues. But be sure to look at that trending tab in sleeper and see if there's a guy that's rostered above six, you know, 50%. And you can always hit us up on Discord or social medias to get um, our you know input on that. We also have a live waiver show every Tuesday night on YouTube. So if you're hearing this and you, you still want a little bit more advice, that's 7:30 p.m. Eastern, 4:30 Pacific on YouTube. So so get over there, um, you know, Jeff Wilson, you know, uh, Curtis Samuel, some of those guys, obviously Jamal Williams, they're going to be rostered more than 50%. So you're not going to hear them on the show, but um, get out there, check it out and uh, make sure you've, uh, you know, picked up everybody you possibly could to help bolster that roster. Guys, before you go, if you could leave a review, if you're listening over on Apple, iTunes, or um, you know a- any way you can leave a review of the show, please do. And of course, if you can follow us over on YouTube, we've got daily fantasy content coming out over there. Like I said, the waiver show, uh, Thursday night we do the watch party. We build bet slips through Underdog, so you can use that promo code, win some money with us. And then, of course... We've got the Sunday lineup show. We've got the Friday news and notes show. We've got all the things going on. So, again, YouTube.com forward slash the Fantasy Whispers. Sign up today. All right. For my guy, Johnny Game Time Hicks, Austin Sear, Donnie Tubbs, I'm Big Travi. We are the Fantasy Whispers, and we will talk to you soon. Peace. (laughs) 